back everyone to make onions cry the podcast <laughs> um i'm your host kat i'm your other host angie and today's topic is going to be uh, a part one of two it's going to be about friendships and specifically we're going to be talking about making friends so we're gonna kind of go through all the different stages of life that people are at um and just discuss how you how you make friends in those stages what are the best practices, what worked for us, what didn't work for us, might work for you, might not work for you. Um, but I think it's a fun topic. Yeah, friendships, it, it happens throughout all of your life. So it's always going to be a new topic and an old topic. Absolutely. Um, and we are also starting, um, well, when I say we're starting, this is more so every time I remember about this, a question of the day. Um, and it's, I'm going to try to make these centered around the topic we're discussing. Um, so today's is about friendship. Uh, so my question of the day, Angie, for you is what could someone figure out about you by the friends you've chosen? Oh boy. (laughs) I think, I mean, you knowing me personally, um, and also me knowing myself and the friends that I've made, I think I choose friends who are much more outgoing and can Mm -hmm. speak for me because I'm a very shy and quieted person um so I like people who will you know take that step above for me yeah for me I have an extremely varied group of friends um there's no two friends that have that much in common honestly uh so like I'll be friends with super introverted people super extroverted people you know sometimes they make me look like the introvert So I think based on that, you can tell that I definitely get along with all different types of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like the biggest takeaway you can you can get just from seeing who I'm friends with and who I associate with. That's very true. All your friends are very varied. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's I just I I attract a bunch of different characters. (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to put it, which is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, to an extent. (laughs) Um, But yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Um, I, you know, let's start off at the beginning, at birth, pretty much. Um, and when I say that, I mean, quite literally, the early years of life, like zero to three, zero to four. That's, you know, you, you might be very small, you might not have a full understanding of friendships, but you still have people around you that you call quote unquote friend. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I have friends from literal birth, I would say. Like Mm -hmm. two weeks after birth. Um, Spoiler alert to all of our viewers. I was adopted. Um, (laughs) So one of my first friends. We met at an adoption group. Through our mothers. um, Because our mothers like bonded throughout Mm -hmm. that. And then. my I have an older brother also. Who I met. My two best friends. Eva and Michelle. Because their older siblings met. Were in the same class as my brother. uh, Growing up. So I met them through that. Yeah, and I kind of have similar experiences um, to an extent where the the people I was friends with from, you know, my my early days, I was in Poland at the time. So it was people that lived next to me. We lived in a small town, like a village type-esque place. So it, it was, I just had two neighbors that had kids that were my age. And those were the only people that I kind of associated with because my mom was friends with one of uh, their moms and my grandma was friends with one of their grandmas. So 
they kind of introduced me or they introduced us to each other and we were within a three-year time difference of, or not time difference age gap of each other so it kind of worked that way yeah it's all about proximity whether it's age or location mm-hmm. but I mean Eva and I we lived across the street from one another for years until I mean we didn't for like two years when we were younger but she, her parents still live directly across the street from me so yeah, and that's that's I feel like the key takeaway for friendships at such an early age you don't really have any type of autonomy over that you don't make the choices of who you're friends with when you're three you just kind of get assigned people because of who your parents or your guardians or your siblings are around or in my case I had a lot of cousins that were my age I think I have like five or six first cousins that are within a one to two year age difference from me So we like those are people that I would consider friends because you don't really have a full grasp of what is family. You know, this person is just around. We see them occasionally. So I would consider that a friend, especially at such a young age. Right. And, you know, I have older cousins who are like 10 years older than me, but I still consider them my friends to this day. Mm -hmm. So um, they're probably my closest friends, I would say. Yeah. So I feel like that's the stage of life where you have the least say in who you're friends with and how to make those friends. It's all just very much dependent on who are my parents going to be friends with? Who are my parents going to associate with me with? And if, you know, if you even have friends because of the people in your life, you know, if if your parents or your family chooses to just keep you isolated, you can't really do anything about that. Right. Yeah. Um, but that kind of transitions, you know, let's say you're five now, you're, you're a bit older, you're starting off elementary school from five to, I don't know, 12, 11, 10, whatever the, whatever the age range is, mm-hmm. you, you get more freedom, you start to make decisions for yourself, especially as you get into the older grades in elementary school. Right. And elementary schools, you go to based on your location, usually, mm-hmm. um, which again, proximity. Um, and in my elementary school, again, Eva, shout out to you. Eva, <laughs> she, she was my number one throughout all of these years and she still is to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. I feel like that's something that will always affect your friendship making. It's just proximity. How close you are to people and how easy it is to meet up or how easy it is to stay in contact. It's a lot easier now because of social media and just communication and the abilities to communicate. But when we're talking about like the fundamentals of things and the people you meet, a lot of them has to do with circumstance. And there are, those things are just outside of your range. You can't really control where you were born, where you grew up. Um, you just kind of were part, part of what your family decided to do at the time. Um, And that's also something to realize some friends we make because not necessarily because we want them, but because we don't really have a choice. They're the only people available. And with Michelle and Eva, who, you know, are from my, you know, birth years, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, both of them, we did sports together uh, throughout until uh, throughout elementary school and even throughout middle school, which we'll Mm -hmm. get into. But um if they were just there because they were in the same community as I was. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had a friend, um, I lived in an apartment building in Brooklyn when I I moved here and I lived there my whole life pretty much. And there was a girl, literally the floor underneath me, Claudia, 
and she also moved from Poland at the time. So she was a year older than me. So we were very close in age. But because we had such similar circumstances where we came from the same foreign country at the same time and we were both starting the same elementary school, even though it wasn't the same class, we just had a lot in common. Our parents bonded over that and they kind of had us come together. And because of you know our shared background, I would invite her over a lot. She would invite me over. We would spend holidays together. And that's also a big part as well. Like once you start to form those connections with people, just keeping if you want to keep that friendship alive and you want to keep making those friends you have to reach out and facilitate that as well because i mean with claudia we were friends until about third grade um that's when we really started to just see differences and that's kind of also when you gain more autonomy into who you become friends with because it's no longer dependent on your family you actually get a say in that right and that that really moves into i think middle school um, cause middle school, like I lost a lot of friends while making a lot of friends, mm-hmm. I would say, um, just because I was bullied a lot in this specific stage of life and I really relied on a lot of people and they just kind of dropped me off at the same time. But that Eva, once again, <laughs> coming still through, there, still there, she stuck by me and she always will. So, mm-hmm. and that's, it's a really important thing, especially I think for kids It's to realize that you're not going to be friends with everyone and it's okay for some friendships to end, for others to continue. But if you want to make friends, especially at a young age, you are more looking for things that you have in common. I was and still am very into Pokemon, for example, and video games. And the friends I was with when I was young were people that shared those interests with me. So my friend, Vicky, we bonded because we were both super into Pokemon. We were both nerds and we just had that in common. And at that age, honestly, that's all that really matters. You're not trauma dumping on anyone. You're not going into super deep conversations. You just have to find people with similar interests. And it's okay to have niche in- interests. There there are others out there like you. And it's also okay if you don't have something in common with them. You know, sometimes it's it's just not a fit. Right. And that's also another tough thing to realize when your mm-hmm. friends aren't a fit for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's whole- that's a whole separate. Yeah, that's a that's a whole, whole it's all it's its own episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, but also you mentioned middle school in middle school. It really starts to transform how we make friends because we enter a, a life, not a lifetime, a lifespan um, or a time of our life where people are changing a lot. We're all learning about each other and ourselves, like clicks start forming. So people start to, you know, there's the popular girls or guys, there's the jocks, the nerds, you know, the anime kids, whatever the click is. And it starts to affect dynamics in school as well. Because if you're within a click and let's say you are get along with everyone in there, but you don't get along with that one person, you still have to keep the peace. You can't just decide to, I'm going to be friends with A, B, C, but not D because that it just, it won't work that way. There's, there's certain social standings that you also have to adhere to when making friends in such a social hierarchy environment. Yeah. Clicks in middle school are scary. I would Mm -hmm. say. They're more (laughs) scary than there are in high school, honestly. Yeah, no, middle schoolers are so frightening. I, I always say it's like I, the, the people I'm most scared of are seventh grade boys. 
Oh, yeah. Specifically. Sure. Like, sure. unhinged. Yes. They just have no filter. And they, they really will, don't. They will do whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. God. All right. Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that also comes into play of... Um, so, I for me, when I started middle school, I went to a private Catholic school. And it was one of the schools that's K through 8. So, everyone there knew each other before I came in. And they already had very much pre-established friends group. Like these were people like you and Eva or you and Michelle, where you grew up together. You were basically there from birth. Your your families know each other. Like you go to each other's, you know, houses for dinner, Christmas, whatever the case might be. Um, so they were all friends. And I came in, I was this new person. I was very much outside of my comfort zone. It was a scary environment for me. And the way that I overcame it was. I kind of said, fuck it. <laughs> um, I I found two people that I really clicked really well with, um, Joy and Brianna. And with Joy, she was specifically in a gr- friend group already. And the way that it worked for me was that in order to become friends with all of them, I kind of had to, you know, but, or in order to become friends with any of them, I had to become friends with all of them. Right. Um, so I, it couldn't just be like, even though there was one or two girls that I didn't necessarily like too much, it's still like, I had to be civil with them. I had to get along at least semi well with them. We still had to hang out. You know, if I had a birthday party, I had to invite them because if I didn't, that would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And that was also a big part, you know, inviting people to your birthday. That's a huge part in making friends. Yeah. Birthday parties at that age, I would have to invite my whole class basically. They're a big deal. To, yeah. And if you weren't invited, you it was so personal. Yeah. It was, it was so also personal. sometimes if you weren't invited, you were also viewed as the social outcast, especially if you weren't friends with a certain person or whatever the case might be, and you didn't get an invite to a birthday party, everyone else would shun you. Right. Like it's a very fragile environment to be in. And it just you you it's very difficult to navigate. Yeah. And also yeah. in middle school, I have to say that. That's when, at least for me, my, like, traveling happened a lot, um, mm-hmm. like, with my family, and they would let me off on my own, and I could bring friends on my, like, vacations or whatever, so I met one of my now best friends, Chris, on a cruise in middle school because we met in a thing called teen club because it was, like, our, your parents put you in this club to just hang out with other underage mm-hmm. kids while they do their adult things. Um, and then him and I had like a crush on each other and we dated quote unquote, um, <laughs> but in middle school, we were like, what, 12 years old. Like it doesn't yeah. hardcore, nothing, <laughs> hardcore dating in love. Yeah. Like marriage material. <laughs> no, but like we, we talk every day now. And I think that's one of the most beautiful friendships mm-hmm. that I've built. Yeah. And one of my friendships that it was very on and off over the years because of us just losing contact in high school. Um, But me and my friend Brianna that I mentioned earlier, me and her became friends because we shared a lot of the same interests together. So a big part when you're younger is doing activities after school. Like if you're really struggling to make friends, do things in addition to school. School is a huge part of your life because you have to be there for like eight hours a day. But you can also do stuff outside of it. So we were like me and Brianna were in all of the same clubs together. You know, we were in um, an Aquinas club for honors kids. We were in a rosary club because it was a Catholic school. <laughs> um, and we, we were also in all the same classes. Like we both skipped eighth grade math. So we were taking ninth grade math together. Um, so we, we just shared a lot of those things in common. 
and we would just spend hours on the phone as well so for the, for us it was a big proximity thing and then we also got seated next to each other every single year i don't know what my teachers were thinking um sitting ne- sitting me next to one of my closest friends but i mean I that did- happened with me in high school yeah also that, it's like i i i mean i think for me teachers just realize that there really isn't anyone they can sit next me next to that i won't talk to i am an mm-hmm. absolute chatterbox um and that that's helped me make friends a lot through life like that's in every stage in my life because I don't shut up I make friends very easily I will literally approach a stranger and start chatting them up Um, yeah that's where you and I differ yeah but that's it's a big part like that's a solid piece of advice as well Mm -hmm. it's stepping outside of your comfort zone because for you it's very much outside of your comfort zone just approaching someone being like let's talk um for me it's very natural I will literally approach someone be like let's talk Um, but honestly, that's, sometimes it's that easy. Just walking up to someone, starting a conversation, realizing, wow, we vibe really well. Like we have chemistry talking. We probably have things in common. Let's explore this and see if it actually is worth pursuing as a friendship. Right. And I mean, um, what differs between like, obviously Eva lived across the street from me forever. So like, we just had that instant connection, but Chris was like a long distance friendship. And we would talk on like Uvu at that age. Yeah. <laughs> Uvu <laughs> you know? was a big deal. I don't know if kids know. these days even know what that is. <laughs> but we would talk on Uvu like pretty much every night, mm-hmm. you know, after school and after we were playing games with our other friends after school and we would just catch up on each other. And now to this day, we still FaceTime, which mm-hmm. is basically Uvu for adults. <laughs> yeah. And in middle school and more so in high school, but it, it kind of starts in middle school is where you start making friends because of your current friends. Yes. You know, if you're friends with person A and they know person C, they're going to introduce you. You know, right. they're, they're, it's just, it's a matter of time or if, you, if you're both going to someone's party or a sleepover or whatever the case might be, you just meet all these people that they're friends with and you can also become friends with them. There's a right. lot of people that I became better friends with because my friends were friends with them. Yes, I mean, yeah, I became friends with, um, like, my brother's friends at that age, Mm -hmm. Um, even Eva's friends and her sister's friends, like, we all just kind of combined at that point, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely about whoever you're around and who they're friends with, again, proximity, it's very important. It's a huge thing, and just to kind of sum up all the younger portion um, of my life type of things, I feel like the biggest pro that you can do if you're struggling with making friends is doing those extra things you know if it might be after school clubs but it could also be something like asking your parents to sign you up for karate or going to music lessons being part of a theater club whatever the case might be there just something to get yourself involved with people your age that kind of share those similar interests like if you're really into let's say lacrosse you know and you sign up for a lacrosse team you already have a very fundamental thing with all those people in common. You all have lacrosse together. And it's easy to, once you have that initial stone built in of, oh, we have this in common, you can build on top of it and continue to progress the friendship. Right. And at that age, I had different friends for different hobbies. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I've been swimming and playing soccer and golf and all of that from when I was like in elementary school. And so I had friends in each of those groups but they would only be specific to those sports you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um but every time we would meet it would just be like a 
oh, we saw each other all the time, even though it's been like two weeks or a week <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But at that age, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> It really doesn't. No, like at that age, it's like, wow, my friend, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. Um, But that also kind of leads us to, you know, once you start to fully become aware of what is friendship, what do I want from a friend? And when you kind of learn to start setting boundaries for yourself and it's no longer just these are people that I have a common interest with, like, or I want to play games with or whatever. I actually want to have some kind of connection with them. And I feel like that really starts to form and happen in high school. Yes. You, you really realize, you know, this is who I am. This is who I'm growing into. Let's kind of tailor the people that I want to surround myself with a lot more. Right. And I know you and I met in high school, but my favorite friendship high school story, I'm so sorry, please don't hate me, was with, with Andrea, um, which who you know, but yeah. first day of high school came, she is so outgoing, which is normal, again, going back, normal for all of my <laughs> friends, um, came up to me first day in the cafeteria and was like, what's your name? And then turns out, we, we were just talking in the cafeteria, turns out we had the a locker apart from each other. I think I was above her and she was below me. And mm-hmm. then we had homeroom together and every single class that whole year together. Yeah, that's, I mean, you guys had just so much in common. It was mm-hmm. so easy to build that friendship because, you know, if you want to tell her something, you don't have to wait until you see her in sixth period. You see mm-hmm. her in the morning when you're at your locker. And we were inseparable. I mean, you remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember this because like we, we, I didn't even know Angie our freshman year of high school. We met sophomore year, I think, and we didn't get close until later on. But I knew of Angie and I knew of Andrea. And I was like, those two are friends. Like, I, I genuinely thought you guys came together from middle school because you were at each other's hip the yeah. whole year. We were attached mm-hmm. from day like, one. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's it's a very important thing because what she did, she literally just walked up to you and was like, hello, I let's be friends. Mm-hmm. and some sometimes that's all it takes I mean my favorite friendship story from high school is kind of similar to hers I also just outrageously <laughs> became friends with someone um so this girl Thorexia who is one of my best oh, friends I love her uh yeah she's she me and her shared a bunch of our classes together and then I would also sometimes um take an extra lunch instead of going to geometry <laughs> which she happened to be in so like I, awesome. I, 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 no, no one heard me say that, <laughs> um, but she, I, me and her weren't friends. And this was like maybe October or November or something like that. It was when the holiday season started and that's when Starbucks had their um, holiday drinks. And basically yeah. I was like, all right, there's this girl. I see her often enough. Like we share four or five classes. I also see her at her lunch period. Yeah. Like twice. So let's say with that. Um, and <laughs> Uh, and I was like, all right, you know what? We have the same last period together. We both take the same subway home. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna YOLO it. And across the room, the last bell rings. I stand up and I'm like, yo, Threxia. She looks at me. She's like, who the fuck is this bitch? And she literally gave me the look of like, who are you? How do you know my name? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you want to get Starbucks with me? And she was like, okay. I don't know if it was like a pity. Okay. Or if it was one of those okay, let's actually do this. Um, mm-hmm. But we went to Starbucks. It was happy hour. It was two for one. Uh, and we both got creme brulee. Oh my God. I said creme brulee every time. Caramel brulees. Um, I and- haven't ever had one of those. 
you really should they're good i know um but and that just kind of became our thing like we would end up going to starbucks every single day after that for like a month and a half like the amount of money that starbucks got out of i was just gonna say did you get a job at this point because that's what i'm like every time i tell a story i'm like starbucks really needs to send us a like a gift or something or like hey hey starbucks starbucks Starbucks, if you want to sponsor us yeah i'll I'll hype you up i'll hype you up i'll be like the place to make friends we're both the most white girls you'll ever meet um yeah uh but yeah no that's that's kind of the point of my story and also andrea's story Mm -hmm. me and her both just you know we we made a very outrageous step we're like hey you let's do it and it worked yeah and it's like that works so much more often than people think just approaching someone and starting a conversation being like Mm -hmm. hey let's be friends and yeah, you just you, kind of are you go off vibes of some people yeah and i'm vi- the vibes i know that's such like a stoner thing to say okay? <laughs> but like <laughs> you go off of the vibe and like it usually 99 percent of the time it works out it yeah. does and andrea did that for me you did that for threxia mm-hmm. and then when we met i mean we were kind of forced into that yeah but, i mean so let's our get friendship- into that yeah. yeah, let's get into our friendship because I feel like we haven't really talked much about how me and you met, and it's, it's a it's a good it is it's pretty unique. Um, for background, I'm gonna let Angie tell the story, but I'll give a background. Uh, our school did yearly trips, and it usually like they usually allowed sophomores to, or it was usually for juniors and seniors, but yes. then they extended it to sophomores because they were just having a hard time filling attendance. Um, and basically, uh, the the trip that we went to was offered to Japan. Yes. And I signed up very late for it because I originally wasn't planning on going to Japan. It was very expensive, but I really managed to con my parents into letting me go and paying for it. So that go me. Um, <laughs> but because I signed up so late, I couldn't choose my roommates because all of my friends on that trip were already roommates with each other and they were all partnered up and there was enough groups. So I just kind of got shoved into a, a duo like Angie and, and her friend um, because it was only the two of them and we had rooms of three. So yeah. Angie, I'm gonna let you take it from here. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I mean, Andrea didn't go on this trip, um, but I had another friend from middle school. Uh, we're not friends anymore, but we went from middle school to high school together, and we roomed together. And early on, they she got a boyfriend early in freshman year. It was within the first few weeks, I believe. Um, and they were fine. It was great. We went then sophomore year. We went to Japan. Cat comes in our room. My friend's boyfriend is there, and she starts like ditching me for her boyfriend, which like understandable. Like high school, like new first boyfriend, you don't know how to juggle all of these relationships. But I got upset because I had no other friends on this trip, and she knew your friends, Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so she had other people, but I was so shy that she was my one person on this trip. And her and I got into a huge argument, and then I got into an argument with her boyfriend. And then one night, I was so upset in the room, and you were going to hang out, you cat. We were going to hang out with your friends, mm-hmm. and like, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna like tag along." And you were like, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna go sit in the hallway, which is where like the small door we found." Yeah, do you remember that picture? That was outrage. Okay, <laughs> disclaimer: completely off topic, but so. Japan is a very short nation. Like, people yes. there are not tall people. Yes. And we found an emergency exit, which was 
it, I, I wouldn't be able to fit into it. But we had a teacher on that trip who was like, not kidding, like six six or six seven or something. He was huge. Yeah. He stood next to it, and his leg was taller than the door. I was just like, I really pray and hope to God that this building doesn't go up in flames. Yeah, and they um, tried going through the door too. Yeah, and it's like me, who's five eight, like I'm a whole foot shorter than this dude. Mm-hmm. Like I also struggled in that hotel. It, like when I was taking a shower, I had to bend down because I couldn't fit into it. Yeah, but um, Kat and I really bonded over. Yeah. <laughs> I was like in a fight with my friend and her boyfriend, and then she invited me into the hallway just to sit, literally sit in the hallway of this hotel yeah. and just talk. And then yeah. we started bonding over this small ass door. Like, yeah, and it was like it worked really well because it and was, then her it was and I were inseparable. In trip, yeah, you and I it were was still very early in the trip. It was like day two or three, and the trip itself was like ten or twelve days or mm-hmm. something like that. And for the rest of the trip, we were together. And when you're traveling with someone, you get close really quickly. Yes. So me and Angie got close really quick. Like when we came back, I got an invite to her sweet 16, which was like two months later or something. And you were like, why am I invited? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Okay. The concept of a sweet 16 is so foreign to me. I have like it's Polish people don't celebrate it. Yeah, it's just, it's a true. very American thing. <laughs> I was like, why, first of all, why am I invited? Second of all, do, what do I do? Like, what's the, like, what's the get up here? Like, what exactly is it? I, I had to right. do some research on the sweet 16. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's like that kind of started our friendship and we didn't really get close until our senior year. Um, but it's it's one of those things where Angie was very much outside of her comfort zone and she took that initial step to become friends with me. Yeah. And I think that actually transitions really well into making friends in college. Mm. Because, I mean, college gives you a lot more flexibility because now you're on your own like you're an adult most people that start college already turned 18 and if not they're turning 18 that year and it's you get so much flexibility because you have now you have classes like you did your whole life but you also have roommates if you're dorming you have whoever else is living in that dorm as well you go to more parties you can also attend clubs with people that are completely unrelated to your classes all your or your dorms Um, And you're volunteering, you start interning, all of these things start in college. Right. I mean, I met most of my very good friends in college. Mm -hmm. However, it's important to realize that like the relationships you made in high school also can transfer to college, but it's the, it's the communication that makes it last because you and I didn't talk a lot. We did throughout college. Like we very easily could have stopped being friends. Right. Uh, But like every time we talked or hung out, it was like we were just back at square one. Mm -hmm. And then my our mutual friend, but my good friend, Emily, who I met in uh, high school for from soccer, we didn't talk for a few years, like, really. And then we started Mm -hmm. hanging out again in college. And it was back to normal, like we've always hung out. So I don't know what that is. It's very different, very (laughs) special, but I won't question it. Hey, if you find a good one, stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like with college, it's you get so much more you. Like you get you decide it all. Yeah. You really get to choose who you're gonna be friends with. If you're sitting in class next to someone, you can turn over and talk to them and be like, Hey, are you doing this? Or and you, it's very easy to start small talk because you're all in the same college, right. you're all doing the same thing. If you're studying the same major, very easy to like make that initial connection based off of and just go off of there. Um, and then I'm going to teach you all my famous trick of making friends 
This has a very high success rate. And you will vouch for me because she always looks at me like, what the fuck? But it also always works. (laughs) I have Um, a feeling of what you're going to say. Yes. So this, (laughs) I use this at parties or at bars. Um, Usually when there's drinking involved, because it it, like, it just makes me more forward after I've had like one or two drinks. Mm -hmm. And I will walk up to people that I know nothing about other than maybe their name or sometimes I don't even know their name. Be like, Hey, I'm Kat. Nice to meet you. Who are you? They'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm Angie. I'm so-and-so's friend. I'll be like, okay, Angie, I tell me your life story in one minute or less. And they always look at me like, what? And I'm like, I'm serious. Tell me your life story. Tell me, you have one minute to tell me the most important things about you to like, get, let me get to know you. And they just kind of panic at first, but I'm like, start with where you were born and then just give me the facts. Give me the details. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Whatever. Like if they're struggling to give me the story, I prompt them a bit with, you know, those things like background. Um, And then they always tell me like all these important things that, you know, they're not going to get into the nitty gritty of some nonsense, but they'll be like, I, you know, I'm Kat. I was born in Poland. I grew up in New York. I went to college in New York City. You know, this I'm friends with Angie because of X, Y, Z. And then usually like in a minute, they just give me the most general information. And then I can latch on to a few bits and pieces or even one thing sometimes and be like, okay, we have this thing in common or, okay, I can talk about this thing because I know it really well. And then I kind of roll from there. So I make that initial connection of forcing them to tell me things about them. I, and I just go off of it. I continue off of it. And I either ask them question on that, or if I think it's really cool, I'll be like, tell me more about this. Or I'll be like, oh my God, no way. I also have a snickerdoodle puppy, not whatever. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like a schnauzer, labradoodle, oh, labradoodle, labradoodle. whatever. Snickerdoodle. Um, <laughs> they all sound like candy. They do. Oh, um, but it's like, yeah, it's like, things to connect with like that and that's super important when making friends just find that initial thing and build off of it yeah I mean most of my friends in college I met in classes Mm -hmm. um because again I'm not an outgoing person I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert but my main friend in college was Paige and I would ride or die for Paige. <laughs> we love Paige. We love Paige. We love Paige. I would ride or die for her a thousand times over. We don't talk every day. We don't talk really much at all. But every time we do, I'm like, I would take a bullet for you in like not even a second. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I just love her. So um, how did you and Paige become friends? Paige and I became friends um, freshman year. Uh, we both had really, really horrible freshman year roommates, which tends to happen um, to a lot of people. But we met through a friend that I made in a class. Uh, she was, um, I think she was from, she was from abroad and came mm-hmm. to the U.S. I, I don't know. I don't want to butcher where she's from because I don't remember. Remember, but. So she knew this girl in my class knew Paige and these other two girls that Paige knew. So she was like, let's get dinner together. And let me tell you, this was the most awkward dinner (laughs) of my entire (laughs) life. We went to get ramen and I didn't know anybody. These other two girls like were very, I mean, you met them, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Um, it's self-explanatory um and then there's Paige and this girl in my class and we were just all sitting there like okay (laughs) um but after the fact I literally slid into Miss Paige's DMs and I was like I I slid into her Instagram DMs I think it was like it was before November probably October um uh but I slid into her DMs on Instagram and I said 
if you wanted because she mentioned wanting to go out that night and i was like mm-hmm. i am not losing this bitch <laughs> i'm not losing her she's mine um so i was like if you wanted to go out tonight i have vodka <laughs> underage me i was like i have vodka and i will provide and like you could take it and let's just like go out and have a good time and after that inseparable everyone on campus knew us as Paige and angie mm-hmm. but i literally slid into your dms so it worked it worked yeah i mean sometimes it's something so simple like it doesn't there isn't a formula that you have to follow it's just reaching out it's yeah yeah. like making friends can be very difficult and overwhelming but sometimes you don't overthink it just do it yeah um and it's like i it gets harder after school like once you're done with college you lose a very fundamental thing of um, proximity and just being forced together with so many people. But that's also, you can kind of go off of that and make more use out of it. Um, because now you're you're at work, for example. Like this is, let's get into the phase of life of work, uh, post-work, like post-grad. You've been working for a while. You're like middle-aged, like 35, 40, whatever the case might be. It's all pretty similar in that sense because- you no longer have that school background, but you now have something else in common. You have things that you share like jobs and some people don't want to be friends with people that they work with. That's also okay. Um, but for those that do making friends at work is a very common, but you can also make some really good connections there. Yeah. I mean, some of my best friends now are people that I've made at work, but also I knew them from college. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, cause I had that networking Thing at my school and we all went to yeah. the same firm yeah and it's like I also met some of your friends from work because of you and that that also brings it back like this starts earlier on in life where you meet friends through friends but I like I'm friends with some of your friends that I have nothing in common with like we uh, we've never been to school together we've never worked together yeah. the only thing we have in common is you like we met through you right. we clicked and we hit it off and we're friends now yeah and I don't know if you remember group me yes like, yes yes that's my no but my college going into college we had that and so one of my best friends we from college we met on group me in this like 100 200 person chat uh jack and i and we met in that just instantly like saw each other's messages connected and we're friends throughout college and we're still friends throughout work because he works near my work so he's like oh do you want to get drinks and I'm like yeah 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 it's like I I mean I also met two of my good friends now through someone else in college you know Mm -hmm. I my friends Danny and Diana I met them both through this other guy who I don't I don't remember who it was we met at like someone's party or something it's like he introduced us to each other and Danny and Diana knew each other already but I didn't I met them both there and we had a girls' night the other day, and like we were hanging out. It's like it's been what four or five years since since yeah. or no, that's, that's has it been four or five years? It's been like two years. I'm absolutely exaggerating it. Um, but it's still, it's like it's been it's been some time. We don't see each other regularly, but we made friends through someone else. And then me and Diana were also in the same club together, so me and her were a lot closer through most of college. Whereas me and Danny kind of reconnected um, our our like my senior year of college, and. We, we like we 
we didn't have any classes together with, with either of them, honestly. I just happened to be in the same club as Diana, and then me and Danny just found common interests, and we bonded from there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you never know. Like, with, it comes down, with friendship, it comes down to taking the cards you're dealt with. You know, it's not always going to be how you want it. It's not going to be, oh, I'm going to go talk to you and we're going to be friends because sometimes you might do that and you just might realize, wow, this person really is boring or we have nothing in common, whatever the case might be. Or be like, wow, they're so rude. I don't want to be friends with them. It's like there isn't a set in stone formula to do it. It's more so seeing what comes and goes and doing the best with it. Yeah, I mean, most of my friends from, I guess, all, all of my life, Mm-hmm. Um, I've made from just that little going outside of my comfort zone. Like with Paige, I, I was I slid into her DMs after a very awkward dinner. With you, I was just like, hey, this isn't working mm-hmm. out. Can I hang out with you guys? And then I walked into class one day, my one of my accounting classes, and my one of my best friend Deanna now, she was just sitting there with another girl and I was like, Can I sit with you? Because I've I've seen you in my other classes, but we've never talked. And she was like, Oh yeah. And then her and I lived together during our master's year with our other friend Marissa, who I also met through accounting classes. Mm-hmm. And my whole grad year was just meeting new people just throughout mm-hmm our common interest of accounting which was dia you know deanna isaac yeah. marissa like megan. your whole friend group there yeah megan like <laughs> yeah, i i pulled my one minute of your life story on all of them <laughs> yeah no they're just like they're my ride or dies always but um oh. but i just yeah, met you... them through just kind of going outside my comfort zone and being like yeah. hey let's just not think about accounting mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's also stepping outside of your comfort zone becomes so important after college because yes. that's how when you're going out, when you're someone that's, you know, you don't have school anymore. You don't have those clubs anymore, but you can still participate in things. Mm-hmm. A good way to make friends when you're an adult as you know, full on working adult is to sign up for classes as well. You can continue doing that. You can sign up for a tennis club or a book club, or, you know, go, like, go join a Facebook group that goes out and, and does things, like, in the neighborhood, or, like, the, you know, they'll go to or you can a go baseball back to game. online classes for school, like, and just yeah, even take, like, a coding class, or, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to meet people with the same academic interest, then you can do that, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's one of those things where you have to take that one step outside of your comfort zone and you have right. to join something and sometimes like you can, all you have to do is just join a facebook group and there might be someone on there that takes that first step and is like hey i have four tickets to a yankees game this weekend does anyone want to join me and then you can be like all right you know what let's go let's let's do it you know they someone's asking let's make a friend today right um and it's, it's, that's what it comes down to. And same thing with work. You know, if you want to make those friendships outside of work, you have to take that leap of faith and be like, okay, you seem pretty cool here. You know, do you want to grab a drink after work? Or do you want to go to a happy hour after work one of these days? Yeah, and see I mean, how you vibe outside of the office. With my work friends, we met during our internship, which was during college. But mm-hmm. um, Deanna was there because we went to the same college, but we were in the same group at our firm. And we also met Heidi and Emma and mm-hmm. Lindsay, Frankie, and then also Frank, um, a whole group of people that we worked with. But we would go out, every, not, I want to say every night, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it was most nights, like after work. We often. <laughs> oh, we often hit the bar that was downstairs after work. Um, mm-hmm. But like we got, we were stuck in the same conference room. 
every day doing our quote unquote intern work, which was nothing. Um, and we would just lose our minds together and just have a good day together. And we just were so lucky that all of us got along so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of my really good friends I met through work and we met by chance because we weren't on the same account. We weren't on the same team. You know, we were on completely different projects and people that we worked on, but it was during the holidays. Everyone took PTO because of Christmas and end of the year and whatever. So there's very limited staff and we had this giant project that that was happening and they just pulled all the associates that were just available pretty much. And me and Joy, this is a different Joy, by the way, just so no no confusion there. Um, (laughs) But me and Joy got kind of put as the leads for this giant project. And neither of us knew what we were fully doing, but we started talking and we realized, okay, I'm kind of vibing what you're saying about this because we were both kind of complaining about it, how how stupid it was or that we got stuck doing it, whatever. Like we were just complaining. Um, And then we realized, oh, we have things in common. And we just started talking on Slack every day or if if there was like an annoying client or an annoying expert that we were speaking to, um, we'd be like, oh my God, I just had the funniest call or, oh my God, this dude was so annoying today. We just complain about work related things. And then that slowly transferred into non-work related things. Mm You know, I, I would think I got into, like, I was dating a girl at the time that I got into a really stupid fight with. And I was like, oh my God, I had the worst weekend. This, this, and that happened. She was like, oh my God, let's talk. Um, and it's like it kind of evolved from there and then after we both left the company she lived in Chicago at the time but when she moved to New York we like within her first week in New York we went out for drinks we met up and it's like yeah we've been friends since like she was she's a huge supporter like she encouraged me to do this podcast as well you know shout out to you Joy hello (laughs) um but it's like that we became friends that way because we found something mutual to bond over at work and we rolled with it yeah I mean that's like my friend Michael at work Mm-hmm. Um, cause some of my other friends that I met during the internship, they did an extra internship while I was in grad school with Deanna. It was just mm-hmm. online cause it was pandemic and that's what Michael did. But then coming in to the office after the pandemic, like during this season, he came in and they, my friends introduced, uh, Deanna and I, and him and I, like, I recently went through a breakup and I told him all about it. And we, we talk every day and we go mm-hmm. to drinks together where we talk about our, we're on the same client together. So we are always talking about that and how we're either annoyed with it or how much we love it and like how much, how well it's going and all of that. But we take that outside and we talk about like, again, my breakup, we talk about our personal life and he tells me about his like family, personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, he's one of my really good friends and that's amazing. And it's at this point in life, I feel like you're also making a lot of people that are temporary friends or like friends for a night. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like every time I would go out, I like, let's say I go outside for a breath of fresh air or, you know, some of my friends are smoking and I'm going out with them just to hang around. And it's like, I'll, I'll start chatting the people off around there. And like, there's this one girl that I, I was at a beer garden once I went outside and like with the smokers I was chilling then and she was smoking as well and like I chatted her up we were talking I found out she like makes music plays in like plays guitar does shows whatever cannot for the life of me remember this girl's name but I follow her on Instagram and she has like a whole music page she does shows like she posts when she does them I've I've seen a few of them live and it's like it's it's awesome but I like the only thing we have in common is that we met that one night I kind of keep up with some of her things but we're not actually friends 
even though we were, you know, we got friendly for that night, I would right. say. And that's also that's also a type of relationship to build. And it's also a type of, quote unquote, friendship. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of transitions into like the online friendships that we have. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, those those are huge, especially yeah. now. I made so many friends playing video games. Like, I was super you especially. into... Yeah, I was super into Minecraft at one point. Like, I was very involved in a server that had a very tight-knit community and stuff. And I became friends with some people there that I'm still friends with today. And this was in, like, 2014 when I was playing Minecraft, like, hardcore. Mm -hmm. And we, we all became known as Bullfrog because we had someone in there that... Uh, like I, I made a joke about because um, there was a song called Jeremiah was a bullfrog and there was someone in the group called Jeremiah. And so I like that's how we, it started. Um, but it's like I'm still that's friends awesome. with all of them. And yeah. it's like some of them live across the country, you know, like Connor, for example, me. He's what, like three years younger than me or two years younger than me, whatever. Um, but it's like me and him talk regularly. Like mm -hmm. today I was telling him what to cook for dinner for for a get together he's having. Um, or like James, him. he lives in Scotland. I have, like, yeah. he literally never have met the dude, but he lives in Scotland and we keep up as well. Like we talk all the time. We have a Snapchat streak that we maintain. Um, we play yep. pigeon games mm -hmm. and it's like, it's, it's people that I have never met in my life, but I made friends with them because we had a very strong common interest together and we were part of the same community. Yeah. I mean, I have two friends that I met online. Uh, during college we weren't part I mean we're part of the same community quote unquote mm -hmm. I would say but um Animal Crossing <laughs> if anyone knows about that weird quirky it's game, a cult Animal Crossing um, is a cult you cannot tell me otherwise yeah, but no it is um but like join it um <laughs> but but during the pandemic the new Animal Crossing came out on the switch and an old friend of mine who I'm not friends with anymore she knew these this one girl and her sister, uh, Steph and Sam, and she introduced me to these girls and we met on Animal Crossing. We would go to each other's islands all the time. We would stay up until like 3, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. just playing this game and just talking about it. A cult. Um, <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but like me and this girl like don't talk anymore, but Steph and I are like really, really good best friends now and Steph her, is awesome I love Steph yeah. and her sister Sam like I love the two of them so much and when you and I Kat were coming home from Maine we snuck a surprise in to go see them because yeah. they live in Massachusetts and we just showed up at their doorstep and that was the first time we met but it was so natural and normal it felt mm -hmm. so good yeah and that's the thing it's like when you connect with someone and when you have that chemistry and you get along you don't necessarily have to do it in person. You can gauge that through messages, through video chats, through phone calls. Like there's so many other ways to make friends. You're not limited to your environment anymore. You know, when you were a kid, that was a big factor. When you're older and you have more autonomy, it's no longer the limit. You can go outside of it. You can reach out to people. You can find communities. You can find your niche. Like if you're yeah. super into sewing, there's a bunch of sewing groups out there you can join that you can talk to people and interact. Well, that's kind of like why our generation, a lot of people find people off of dating apps mm -hmm. to date because the online world is so extensive. Yeah. And, and we, you just, can... we just vibe off of that. I'm sorry and about you, the vibe. You're... <laughs> 
<laughs> good vibes only. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, no, th that's a really good point because you, you know, you don't have to talk to the people next to you anymore. Mm -hmm. You can become friends with someone in Australia if you want to. It's yeah. going to be difficult to maintain with, you know, the time zone and whatever, yeah. but you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like kind of, it comes full circle at the end of it. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, proximity has a huge factor in who you end up becoming friends with. But a lot of it is also just going with what life deals you. If you are involved in something and you start to vibe with people, go with it. You know, but you also have to put yourself out there. You yeah. can't just expect that people are going to be friends with you because you exist. You have to go. You have to join the group. You have to go and be part of the community. Go and just ask someone, talk to someone, make that initial step. Because yeah. they're not, always, you know, if, if me and Angie, for example, I, even though I'm the more extroverted out of the two of us, maybe I would have never approached her, but she took that first step with us. So it's one of those things where sometimes you have to do it, even if you're uncomfortable with it. Exactly. And it sucks, but it sucks in the moment or leading up to the moment. But after that, it's, it pays off. I'll tell yeah. you that. Look at us. Seven year. Look at, look us. at us. Look at us. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are, those are my words of wisdom for, for this episode. Angie, you want to add anything before we tune off? Yeah, I think definitely stepping outside of your comfort zone, whatever your comfort zone is, because for me, it's everyone has a different one. Yeah, because yeah. for me, I'm very shy and literally just coming up to Kat, who was my roommate in Japan and being like, <laughs> can I hang out with you? That was outside of my comfort zone, even though she was my literal roommate. Um, and we have this beautiful friendship mm -hmm. um, and now a podcast. And for Kat, it's like just standing up at the end of class and being like, let's get Starbucks. Like, <laughs> I, I would never do that. So <laughs> I would pay so much money to see you try to do that. <laughs> oh, I know. But you just find like, even if it's just like a step out of your comfort zone, just a little mm -hmm. bit, um, you just got to push yourself, especially if you feel that feeling like, I really want to get to know them and I want to hang out with them. You got to just push yourself to do it. Yeah. And it's also, if you want to make, or if you want friends, you have to want to make friends. Yes. If you're sitting at home all day or doing whatever, you're not going to make friends that way. Yeah. You just, you have to do something to actively make the friends. Right. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate you listening. Um, this was part one of Friendships. Next week, we will be doing part two, which involves more about maintaining the friends. You've yes. learned how to make them. Now, how are you going to keep them? That's the real question. Done, done. <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay tuned. Have a good evening. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Whenever you're listening. Cat out. <laughs> Angie out. Outro music. <laughs>